If you're taking notes this morning, you see the first point on your outline is to share God's direction. To share God's direction. When we are talking about building something for God's people, God's place of worship, the first thing we need to do is share God's direction. To say to the body of believers, this is what needs to be done. And this is why it needs to be done. And this is who is doing it. We're not building a new building. We're remodeling. We're completely renovating the bathrooms and the kitchen. We're finishing the ceiling that no longer leaks. We're going to repaint it and the walls and the hallways and the side and replace some electronics here. That's what we're doing with this offering. And we've tried to share it step by step with you. But this offering and this building is not who we are. We are Southview, the people. This building is merely where we meet. But this building is a symbol. And this building is a thing that when folks walk in and they consider us, they judge us by what they see. And this building, because it is the place where we gather together to worship the Lord, we should be good stewards of it to the best of our ability, as is reasonable based on God's provision. And we believe that this is reasonable for us to move forward. And so your question there about sharing God's desire is, what is God's desire for us? We believe it is to take this special offering and to give these gifts, to renovate these needed areas of our church that have shown more wear and have had more use than others in order to best represent our Father. But that's not who we are. His ultimate desire for us is to be growing Christ followers. And as growing Christ followers, we take care of what He's provided for us. Let's move on in our scriptures, verses 8, 9, and 10. So now I charge you in the sight of all Israel and of the assembly of the Lord, and in hearing of our God, be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and pass it on as an inheritance to your descendants forever. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive, the thoughts, every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a temple as a sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. Your second point on your outline is that we should serve God alone. It's not this church we serve. It's not our spouse we serve. It's not our employer we serve. It is God we serve. And the way we live our lives and everything we do is worship to Him. And when we come here in this place, this is not the only time you worship all week. You worship in everything you do and every way you do it. You serve Him alone. And what should we seek to do in every moment? Obey. Obey. If we seek Him, we'll find Him. And we follow His words, He will bless us. Your question there is, how is my obedience to God? If you were to rate your personal obedience right now, how would you say you're doing? I'm doing really good, Pastor Aaron, or not so much, or it depends on the moment. God calls us to obey. Will we obey? 
even when it comes to something like considering how we might give above and beyond our normal ties in an offering like giving to grow. Let's read the rest of this chapter, chapter 28, verses 11 through the end. Then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the portico of the temple, its buildings, its storerooms, its upper parts, its inner rooms, its place of atonement. He put the plans of all the Spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple, the Lord, and the surrounding rooms. I'll skip through that, but if you were to read that, you would see detailed instructions where David says, this is what God said to me, and this is what we're to do. Now, I can tell you as it comes to the renovation of our building now that your church council has spent countless hours talking about it and countless hours praying about it. And I can't say that God came down and wrote on a golden scribe, this is how the bathroom's supposed to look and the kitchen's supposed to look, and here's the color you're going to put on the ceiling. But as we've studied and as we've sought, we're quite certain. And so this third point is that we are to equip God's people. What you see is that David equipped his son Solomon. We equip God's people for his service. We explain to them what we're doing and how we're doing it, why we're doing it. And I hope you feel that in this process of giving to grow. So our question for you is, what do we need in order to build? We have plans. We know the floor plan of things. We haven't picked out the colors yet and the exact tile and all those things. A designer will help us with that. And we don't know, you know, is it going to be this shade of white or that shade of white when we paint the ceiling? I don't know. And what color are the walls going to be? I don't know. That doesn't necessarily need to be decided now. But with contractors and experts and all our time, we've done that. But what we really need in order to build is the money. And like Pastor Sean used to say, we have all the money we need. It's just still in your pockets, amen? And so we need you, as you have already done, to prayerfully consider what you might give to help our church meet its mission, even improving our facilities. It's about who we are, growing Christ followers, and using this building as a tool to grow Christ followers, and the maintenance of this building, the upkeep, and even the improvement of this building to do that. As we move on to chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles, the first nine verses there, then King David said to the whole assembly, my son Solomon, the one whom God has chosen, is young and inexperienced. The task is great because this palatial structure is not for man, but for the Lord God. With all my resources, I provided for the temple of my God, gold for the work, gold work, silver for the silver, bronze for the bronze, iron for the iron, wood for the wood, as well as onyx and other settings, turquoise, stones of various colors, and all kinds of fine stones and marbles, all these in large quantities. Besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, I now give my personal treasures of gold and silver for the temple of my God over and above everything I provided from the holy temple. 3,000 talents of gold. You get the idea he's giving a lot? Look down to verse 6. Then the leaders of the families, the officers of the tribes of Israel, the commanders of thousands, the commanders of hundreds, and the officials in charge of the king's work gave willingly. They gave toward the work of the temple of God 5,000 talents, and so on and so forth. Down to verse 9, the people rejoiced at the willing response of their leaders, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. David the king also greatly rejoiced. Your fourth point is that we give God offerings. We're giving to our church 
but we're giving to God through our church. And these offerings you give today are to Him to build this building in which we worship Him, in which we follow Him as a symbol to everyone who sees of who we are, but more importantly, who He is. Your question on the fourth point asks, what has God called me to give? You may have already decided that. The check already may be written out and the pledge card may be written out or maybe you're still in that point. Well, I'll pray that you have certainty in these next moments. It's the Lord. Look at verses 10 through 13. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly saying, to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and to give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Your fifth point says that we praise God's goodness. We gather together here week in, week out in this room to worship Him and to praise Him. And when we give back to Him, we recognize His blessings to us and we're giving back a portion of those through our tithes and a special gifts in our offerings like giving to grow. We worship. It's not for our own good, but for God's good and for God's glory that we worship Him through the dedication of our lives, through the giving of our time, our talents, and our treasures, we worship and praise Him. Look with me at verses 10 and following. Oh, excuse me, verses 14 through 20. David says, But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We're aliens and strangers in your sight, and we're all our, as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O Lord, our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand, and it all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with an honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Keep the desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts loyal to you and give my son Solomon the wholehearted devotion to keep your commands, requirements, and decrees and to do everything to build this palatial structure for which I have provided. Then David said to the whole assembly, Praise the Lord your God. So they praised the Lord and the God of their fathers. They bowed low and fell prostrate before the Lord and the king. Your fifth point, excuse me, your sixth point is recognize God's blessing. Recognize God's blessing. Did you hear David say that? Everything I give God, you gave to me. Everything we are is because of you. And we give to worship you. And so it is not grudgingly, but with joy that we give 
to you, God. Our question asks each and every one of us to consider, how has God blessed me? How have you been blessed in your life? How can you give and worship to him because of your blessing? Let's pray together. Our Father, we're humbled by all that you've done for us, the way that you've loved us and called us to yourself. And our Father, we come today to a time of celebration, a time of giving, offerings above and beyond our tithes and worship to you. So, Father, we pray now that as we give these gifts, they are symbolic of our giving of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name.